0: Lord bless you this morning greatly and powerfully may the Word of God keep working on your life and doing what we as human beings are able to do today we're going to talk about don't get confused difference between remorse and repentance so, let's go and read some in chapter 17, verse 2. Oh, let's read it from verse 1. Make haste of God to deliver me, O Lord. Make haste to help me. Let them be put to shame and confusion who seek my life. Let them be turned back and brought to this Anna, who desired my heart. This is the kind of prayer all the time King David did, because he was really well connected to the true meaning of worship. When you are walking towards worship, and you are pretty far away from idolatry, so, idolatry brings confusion. What is, the, what is the base of idolatry? What is the definition of idolatry? Idolatry is looking, worship, or giving, to, giving your strength, giving your energy, giving your worship to something or someone that is not the true only God. So, idolatry can be manifested on people nowadays, people in the past, in biblical times, they used to worship idols and statues and different things like that, and they turned their sight Their their side was turned turned away from the true worship, from worship the Creator of heaven. So David was very aware of worship God he was pretty far away of idolatry so he always declared that he won't be confused or he won't be turned back turn away from what the lord want, wanted to him he always had a worship a word of worship prepared for the lord he always had something to say to god in every single situation in every single condition so he was repented he was sad he was happy or he was uh, you know the, um uh, he feels the strength of, on his life and in every single way he always was presenting an offering to god no matter what happened to his to his life No matter what happened to him in terms of family, of war, kingdom, whatever thing came to his life, he turned into worship. So this is a pretty good example about what the Lord wants us to do, what the Lord wants us to to say when we are before his presence. Not only David, there is two special cases that I want to talk today Uh, in the new testament the new testament tells us about the story of jesus when he came to the earth you know that jesus is god manifested on flesh in flesh so he came and the disciples uh, he chose 12 different men from 12 different conditions from twelve different um, uh, minds, from twelve different points of views, and they used to to discuss and have some arguments sometimes because of their differences. Therefore they have also different reactions every time they run to Jesus to worship. Worship is no exact it's not just what you say or what you think. Is also what you daily do on life. If you have a job, if you have a special plan for life, every single thing is due to worship God. is is all to worship the Lord. is all to honor His name. So, what is happening here? I'm gonna take the the two cases of Peter and Judas. Judas Iscariot. So Peter was a man who, very, uh, and he he was very encouraged uh, to declare always that he was on the Lord's on the Lord's side all the time. He was always on Jesus' side, and he also said that if 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 he re, really required, if really needed. He would even put his life for Jesus' sake. But that day, he openly expresses that when, after Jesus announcing that he will be die, he will be he will die, he said to God, "No matter what happened, but if I have to give my life for your sake, I will." But what Jesus said reply to him say Peter tonight you are you will deny that you know me three times before the rooster the the rooster cross yes so you need to pray before your faith fail you need to uh, you need to beg to the Father. You need to go to His presence. So Peter was really eager to show to the Lord how much He loves His. He loved Him. So on the other side, there was another person eager not to love, to to show the love for Jesus, but to to collect things and get money because of his greediness. He was very ambitious. That was Judas. And his ambition was so, so big that he always despised Jesus' innocence, Jesus' life, just because he wanted some more and more and more. So if he offered secretly, uh, deliver and betray Jesus, and give it to the uh, jew authorities to be uh, to be arrested and then executed so they live to different situations one says in public that he loved jesus and the other one start to work in secret that he didn't love it so both things brought Bad consequences for both of them. But the time Jesus was arrested, when he was in the Gethsemane Garden praying, he was expecting some support, something like that, but no support for him. He wanted to get the disciples to pray in order to get to get help. By the time of the trial comes, so they just was sleeping, 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 and Judas Iscariot was gone. Nobody knew where they where, where they went, where, where he went. When he came back, he came back with soldiers and people with torches and in a very, in a very, you know, hard attitude. Not really friendly in no friend no in a really friendly attitude. So, well, by the time he comes back, he kisses Jesus. Just to make him, make the authority, the Jew authorities identify him, and he kisses. And Jesus said, oh, "With a kiss, you, you are, you are betrayed." the son of man and he and jesus was taken away and he was he was uh yeah they were heading the the the, one of the priest's house to judge jesus during the night in a very illegal way so meanwhile peter was experiencing the situation, and even the fear of that. Jesus was their leader. Jesus was everything they can see. They have a lot of security. They have a a lot of confidence on Jesus. Their mind, their hearts, they were well established in the Lord of God. Remember, that was Peter who said, when Jesus said to all disciples, because so many people uh, leave, to, uh, leave Jesus behind. They said, if you also want to go and and walk away, you can do it. If if you think that the world is hard for you. So Peter, Peter replies, where else can we go? You are the only one who has words for eternal life. So they were. All their confidence was in Jesus. Whatever thing was happening around, uh, could be violence, could be uh, the threats the threat of the Jew the authorities or Roman people, they had their the faith in Jesus. But by the time they saw Jesus arrested with chains, they, the fear started to run to their lives because they didn't pray enough so they didn't pray they didn't get prepared for the trial so now fear was taking the place on on their hearts so in the middle of the fear he started to follow where Jesus was was taken and it, when he was in the backyard of the, of Caiphas in in Jerusalem some some people recognize Peter and say, hey, you, were you with Jesus? Were you with this man when he was preaching and teaching the, the multitudes? And he says, no, I'm not a man. And he come a, come across an, came across another person who says, hey, were you one of the disciples that were with Jesus when he was teaching people in Jerusalem? No, I'm not a man. It was twice. And then one lady was very close. It was cold that day, and they were looking some heat from the fire. And one lady says, hey, I think you were the guy who was with Jesus. You were the man who was with, with Jesus. You was very close to him, you are part of his of his followers you even you speak you speak like him. Such a beautiful thing is that people can identify that Jesus is in your life just because you speak like him. but for peter wasn't a reason of honor that day, but a reason of fear, fear and more fear and he says. And he starts to speak badly and use bad words just because he wanted to uh, convince people that he wasn't with Jesus. So when he saw himself doing all this, making all the effort to don't resemble Jesus on his attitude, he stopped and 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 the final sound he heard was the rosta. The roast in the morning, sounding. Oh, it was. Oh no, what what have we have done? And he started to cry with bitterness, because when we fail God, the only thing that we feel is bitterness when we don't get repented. So. When we come back to Judas's case, possibly at possibly at the at the very same time, Judas realized that beyond his greediness and his ambition for money, he has delivered innocent blood. Actually, the only one innocent, and he started to experience fear, too. And he started experiencing, to experience the, the, you know the, the remorse. That's the word, the remorse. That he has done such a wrong thing, and he didn't have any hope, any chance. The Bible says that when they were eating, uh, having the 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 supper, the last supper. Jesus himself sent Judas to commit such thing. Even he gave the bread, and the Bible says that once he had the bread, the devil came into their life, came coming came into him. So now his acted his his acts were in, uh, were controlled by the power of darkness. So this is what the, what the power of darkness uh, does, what the, what the enemy does. He, put, he blind people, and then after blinding, him, blinding them, they made people make their own mess. When they make the mess, they uncover their eyes to see, look at the mess you have done. You don't have any hope. This is exactly what happened with Judas. But for Judah was a different level. But even the prophet says, "Oh, for though, oh, for that man who betrayed the Son of Man, it was better thing for him having not having been born, not having born." And then. Judas started to feel panic, a, a very deep fear. And he, he didn't know anything what to do. And because he didn't have that love, that devotion, that interest, Jesus wasn't in, in the first place on his life. You know that every single human being has an altar on his life we are temples we are we are worship rooms we have an altar into our lives into our souls so in judah's altar wasn't jesus at first but in peter's jesus was he was there peter truly loved jesus so he felt also the fear, but still he loved. He loved Jesus, but in case of Judas, that's the thing we need to be clear today. In on the repentance, when you feel bad, when you feel pity of yourself, when you feel. Really bad before the Lord. Say, oh Lord, what I have done. I love you. I love you and I didn't want to do such thing. And you need to go quickly because of the love you feel for him. You run to, your, to his presence just to fix up what you have done. So all the time in every single human being, repentance is a, is a pretty bad pretty bad feeling uh yeah even a pretty bad process that we need to live because when we feel that we have offended jesus we the lord can turn that feeling of repentance into forgiveness so by the in the case of remorse when people feel remorse This is just an evil spirit coming into their lives to destroy. So when people feel remorse, the next step of remorse is taking away their own lives. So that's why Judas ran and took his life. He committed suicide just because the love of God wasn't on him. Today I'm not telling you that if you feel remorseful, you still have chances to look at Jesus and start loving him. Because the love of Jesus is the only thing that can make you run away from death. Run away from sin. Run away for your own end. Don't stop in your life. Jesus plans. Do not not make that remorse be a hindrance for the Lord to work on your life. Let's come back to Peter. He was crying. He wasn't able to see the execution. He wasn't in front of of the cross, but he was still there, hidden. But feeling love for Jesus and crying, I love him so much. Why I did such thing? And only he knows how much he cried for for that situation. So Jesus was executed that day. But on the third day, he rose again. He rose again. He came back to life. And then he was for 40 more days on the earth. Uh, showing up to disciples he was showing up to disciples and so many people was uh, more than 500 people were witness witnesses about Jesus resurrection but Jesus is very interesting how Jesus after after uh, after resurrection He showed up from his will to people that wasn't planned to see Jesus. So Peter had had committed such a mistake. But Jesus still was interested to find him. To see him. Because Jesus has left something important in Peter's heart. That was his love. When Jesus is looking at human beings and you included, he can easily see if you love him. Even he can see your, despite of confusion, he can also see how much you can do for him and how much potential you have to be a lover of the Lord, to love Jesus with devotion. So he he don't see our limit, he doesn't see our our limitations. He just, see on us, he just sees on us how much, how far. How how deep can we go if we have the strength to go? So he saw Peter's heart. And one day he appeared to all disciples. And they were fishing as always. And they have the same problem as always. They haven't caught caught catch anything. They didn't catch anything. So one person from the from the uh from far from the edge of the river, from the uh, from the shores, sorry, from the shores of the of the sea, says, Can you throw the nets? To, uh, to the right side. And then they did it. Nobody knew that was Jesus. And they throw. They, they, they nets, And they it a lot of fish. When they remember that. They said. That only happened. When Jesus is with us. When we have nothing. Is when Jesus exactly. Is present working for us. So, John saw saw from far and tried to identify the person who said that before. And he said, Peter, you know, that's Jesus. And Peter jumped into the sea. And he started to, with desperation, he starts to uh, swim, swim to the shores. And he swam and to reach. In order to reach Jesus. But Jesus wasn't running away from them. He just was waiting for them. So when they all together. They start to prepare the fish for them. And give it one each. And, this, and they start to talk. And Jesus in the middle of talking. Peter started to smile because Jesus was there with, with him. Jesus cho- chose cho- showing up to him also. He chose, there are so many people that are called, but chosen ones are few. And, and Peter was still part of them. Uh, and Peter was happy for that. He said, he loves me. Oh, yes, he's here. But he didn't have in account what Jesus would, would ask will relax next. He would ask, Peter, do you love me? more than all of them have in mind that the rest of the disciples the, the the ten that were there they haven't betrayed him they were probably hidden and one of them was right in front of the cross with the with the women and eye eyewitnessing his sacrifice so some of them have even had made had done more than what Peter did that day. And Peter says, Of course I love you, Jesus. Okay, take care of my lambs." Peter, son of Jonah, son of Jonah, do you love me? Yes, yes, Lord. I love you. Second time, but for a third time, Jesus says, Peter, son of Jonah, do you love me more than all of them? here?" And Peter got, got sad. He was very sad and said, oh, Lord, you know everything. You know, you know everything. You know that I love you. Then take care of my of my lambs. And then he started to restore Peter's life. Because he got repented. He he didn't got remorseful, but repented. Because there is an important difference in repentance. Because when you are truly repentance, repentance. Rise from our lives when the love of Jesus also starts working in our life. Repentance occurs in our life when we have the touch of the love of Jesus in our minds, in our hearts. So that love makes us feel sad for what we have done. If you compare something wrong that you have done on someone, for example, if you've done something to your neighbor and you feel bad with your neighbor, but if you have done something wrong on your wife, on your husband, or on your children, you can, be, you can feel sad for, for, for all those situations, but I'm pretty sure that you will feel more, more touched and more affected by the thing you have done on your own family. Because you love them. They are your closest circle. You are your they are the closest in your heart. So the more you, the more you love, the deeper is the sadness when you are repented. So remorse comes from evil. Remorse comes from the enemy with the purpose of destroy but repentance comes from Jesus with by his love by his sacrifice and repentance is the first step to understand that Jesus is greater than you that Jesus is better than you that Jesus is good. This is the word of God. I, I just want to live today for you. This is the message of God delivers to you in order to remember that we need to get repented every single time because we don't want to fail. We don't want to dishonor his name. We don't want to To disappoint, the one one has has given everything for our lives. He gave his own life. He gave it all for us. By the power of God, we are clean. And the more you get repented, the more spiritual dirt can come off from your life. We don't want dirt, we don't want impurities in our lives. We want to bring the love and the goodness of God every time to our life, but for that, we need to get repented. Every single day. In as the as, in, as the way you have a shower, you have shower to be clean, to be fresh, don't as you don't get sick. So in a spiritual way, You will get repented to have clean, to be fresh, to not die, to not get sick spiritually. So the invitation today is, run to Jesus at at Jesus' feet with repentance, with sincerity in your life and with confidence that He is the only one who forgive and take away your weaknesses, your impulses, your mistakes. May the Lord bless you this morning, forever and forever and ever. Lord bless.